Talking with Topher is sponsored by New Hampshire Vape Gallery, slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com, and naturalbossnh.com. More on that later. Let's get into episode 70. What is happening, TWT fans? It is August. That's right. August 2nd at 4.40 in the afternoon, 2021. And I'm back. And I'm so happy to be back. But before I get into that, let me remind everybody, thank you so much for all your subscriptions. Um, I appreciate it. Trying to get to 1,000. 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours watched is what I need in order to get monetized. So if you are new to the podcast, please remember to click that subscribe button. Okay. Hit the like button, hit the set the alarms. So, you know, as soon as all the new episodes upload and after you hit those alarms, make sure you leave comments, make friends in the comments section. More comments is better. Um, official email of the podcast is talking with Topher at gmail.com. That's T A L K I N with Topher at gmail.com. You want to get a conversation started? You want to be part of the podcast? You want to find out what's coming up next? Send me an email T A L K I N with Topher at gmail.com. That's right. I have some wonderful slow down products that I am going to be mailing to anyone that uh, sends me in an email. All right? So the only way to get involved in the podcast and to possibly get your own slow down clothing uh, is to email me, T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That's talking with Topher at gmail.com. And as always, you can follow me on social media. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. That's right. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. I'm on there. All the handles are at the bottom of the screen. They're all completely different because none of them were set up for this podcast. But uh, they are what they are. So if you want to follow me, uh, go there. You can follow. You can send messages. Uh, we can get. You can get more involved with the podcast with all of these options out there. Now it's just time to get into the weekly roundup. It has been a crazy two days. I have have I've been under so much stress, um, and it's it's crazy. Like stress brings out the worst in all of us. I think when we're stressing about anything, right? I got trees that need to be cut down. I had projects that needed to be done. Before the guys show up tomorrow morning. That's right. August 3rd at 7, 7.30 in the morning. I will have all kinds of trucks, a crane, all kinds of stuff going on here. I'm going to take video of the trees getting chopped down. I'm going to put that into a small clip. Probably not going to make it part of the podcast. I'm probably just going to put it up as a clip on its own. Uh, but I haven't really decided on that yet. But I've been stressed. Been worried about whether or not I'm going to be able to get all this stuff done. In a reasonable amount of time, got a little snappy at the wife the other day because of all the stress that I'm going through, 
And I am just trying to figure out what is the best way to deal with it. I've tried breathing. I've tried all kinds of different things. Meditation, walking away from it, uh, starting something else so that I can take my mind off of what's stressing me out. And you know what? It doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. You still wind up kind of freaking out on the people closest to you, I believe. And that's not good. It's just not good. And, of course, you always have to do a, I have to do a lot of apologizing. Um, and it sucks. It really, really does suck. And I hate it. But it's gotten a lot better than where it was. Like, yesterday, I was freaking out about not being able to get certain things done. And then my wife, uh, you know, does what she always does. And she's like, let me come and help you. So she comes and helps and she tears down the entire fireplace so that the guys can get the cranes in nice and easy and relieved some of my stress. And then last night I'm stressing about other things. And, you know, she just told me, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, we go through this every time and every time it does turn out okay. It may not always turn out the way I want it to, but we always get the result we were looking for. Um, and I just have to learn to accept that, that like my stress is mine alone. I am trying to do a million things in my head at once, and I'm only capable of doing one thing at a time. So... It's just been crazy, and then today I got super stressed out because I installed the white picket fence that I had to remove in order for the crane to come into my yard. So I knew that I just dug holes, dropped it in, leveled it, and then slammed dirt around it to keep it in place. It's just there for the dogs. That's it. Dogs are not going to be able to push it over. Therefore, it's doing its job, and... I couldn't get one end out. I, I finished rebuilding the fence in the corner, getting out the roots, making it walkable. So as soon as that tree's cut down, we can safely walk around it and use it as a table. I'm very excited about that. That came out really nice, although I couldn't put in the posts that I wanted to, but I came up with a different solution and it worked out really great. Um, for what I needed it for. And I ended up making a way better fence. I no longer have to look at that chain link fence. There's no more tripping over giant roots back there. So I'm just, I'm happy that that all came together. I go to take out the white picket fence and I get to the very last leg and it will not come out. Now, like I just said, I put it in there. I put it there. So I just dug a hole and dropped it in. So I have no idea why I couldn't get this friggin' leg out. And I'm like fighting with it. I'm, I'm, I'm smacking it with a mallet, trying to vibrate it, get it out of there. Nothing is working. So unfortunately, I just did what I always do. And I let my anger take over. And I broke that damn thing. I broke it. I cut it down as far as I could. And then I slammed it in the fucking ground. And I just buried it with dirt. I was like, you know what? I'm done. I am so done uh, with you today. And I will just reuse that piece somewhere else because when I put in the new fence, um, I'm going to reuse a lot of the white picket fence, but I had to buy a new piece of fence 
to bring it further off of the garage. Probably Wednesday morning I'll be installing that. Um, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it was great. Uh, busy, busy, busy. All I wanted to do was get out of work, of course. When you got something like this going on and you've been preparing for it for weeks, you're just like, oh, I got to get out of work so I can go home and do these projects and get this all situated and done. Um, so it was just a lot of uh, processing all the orders that came in, which were quite a bit because we got all the disposables in stock um, over the weekend. And uh, then I got some juice orders, nothing too exciting there. But uh, the Nin pouches are taking off. If you're looking to get off of cigarettes and or vaping, nicotine pouches are going to be the way to go. There's no tobacco in them. You don't have to worry about gum disease like you do loose tobacco. And they're just great. I've been using them the last two days. And they're just amazing. They may not exactly do what my vaping does for me, but it was enough to keep me from vaping and stay focused on my projects. Um, so Sunday was nothing but root digging. Uh, like I said, my wife disassembled the uh, fire pit. Um, and uh, just getting, I, I had to fix the back fence because my neighbors fixed part of their fence. And when they put in a new post, they just basically, they, they didn't buy a post that attached my fence to their post so they just leaned it up there so i had a bunch of rocks and stuff to keep the dogs from knocking it over i had to pull that whole fence out put in another beam put that fence back in tie it all together make it nice and tight and then fix a lot of the spigots so that took until uh five six o'clock at night to get that all cleaned up and get all the roots out of the dirt lot of cutting. I went through at least seven Sawzall blades because you got to put it into the dirt. I literally took the blade and just go into the dirt and I drag it in through the dirt and I just, whatever is in my way, I just cut it. And then I take the axe and I dig it into the dirt and snap those roots and pull them out. And then I had to level the dirt. Um, so I got that, got that all done. And then today's projects were to get the rest of the roots out, fix the fence in front of the chain link fence, and then pull out the white picket fence and slam some. I got, uh, there was old, old, old fencing that people had put in years and years and years ago. And, uh, as I've mowed and cleaned and done stuff, all of a sudden the poles that I cut seven years ago started poking through. So I had to take my sledgehammer and slam those back down into the ground about six, seven inches. And then I just buried them with dirt. And I said, fuck this. I'm done. Uh, so I just got that all done. And here I am recording at five o'clock at night um, and just trying to get this all situated and uh, finished so that I can edit on Wednesday and um, just enjoy tomorrow. I've done so much work over the last 48 hours that I am just ready to relax, watch them take down my trees, have an enjoyable day with my wife, and then uh, get back to work on Wednesday and get the fence back, uh, put back in. Um, and then, uh, of course, edit and um, finalize the podcast for the week and get that up for all of you out there. So lots to do. Getting close to the finish line. It's getting very exciting. The only thing I have to do tonight is make sure that my neighbors park out on the street 
and pull my AC out of my window, and then that's it. 7.30 tomorrow morning, because I'm, I'm hoping they're going to be here at 7, like they said, but I'll, I'll give them 7.30, um, and I'm just hoping that they can get this all done in one day. I mean, there's so many projects um, that I've started in this house, and I was like, ah, it'll take me this amount of time, and it always takes more than, it, than I wanted it to, so I hope these guys can get it done in one day, like they said, because that's all I'm paying for. <laughs> that was the contract. That's what I'm paying for. If you have to come back, that's not on me. Um, but uh, anything done in this house or on this property, it just it, it knows how to just suck all the time out of it. So yeah, to get all of this work done, I had to use a vacation day because I said I have tomorrow off, right? Is it not frustrating to take a vacation day like it's it, it, it's another way of stressing me out right I had to take a vacation day tomorrow to get the trees cut down now granted I'm not going to be doing that much work I might do some stuff around the house but for the most part I'm going to be outside watching them cut down my trees so I just I don't know it was very uh, frustrating to have to use vacation days to do work, but I think it's something we all do, right? You take a week off because you had a bunch of projects to do around the house, and then you, you know, you probably get them done in three, four days, and then you got like a day or so that you get to enjoy of your vacation time because most people take about five, six days off. Um, in a row, I never get to do that. Um, and that's just because, you know, yeah, sure. The shop's five years old, but we don't have staff, you know, we still have to make things work. So life is a little bit difficult when it comes to taking time off. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. We have to get our legs underneath us. We have our feet underneath us, but now we need to get the legs underneath us when we can actually hire people to help us you know what I mean I think that that's the day that you go yes we've really made it now we're hiring people we're training people and yeah sure I might get to do less work but at the end of the day hiring firing training all of that stuff can be more stressful so life is not without stress and I just, I don't know. Does anybody else do that? You just take a whole bunch of vacation time so that you can get work done around your house and you just like, God damn it. I just wanted to do nothing. You can never do nothing. You know, I, I can never do nothing. I can, I can't find a time where I just zone out and do absolutely nothing anymore. It has been so busy and everything seems to be ramped up 110%. And there's so much stuff going on. And it's never ending. And that's it's got to be okay because it seems like it's the only way it's going. It's like we had a year where it was kind of quiet. You could get a lot of stuff done, figure a lot of stuff out. Maybe figure yourself out, get some new stuff started. But, I mean, I had to take all my time off of jujitsu this week to get this done. Very upsetting to me, but 
at the end of the week, I'm going to be so happy I did it because uh, everything will be done, the trees will be gone, and hopefully uh, the amount of stress that I'm going through right now will have finally diminished. Um, but this brings me to uh, addiction um, because with stress, um, you fall. your brain wants you to fall back. Your brain wants you to be like, eh, just have a drink. Because that, in my case, it's alcohol. But addiction is addiction, no matter what you're addicted to. So whether it's caffeine, nicotine, um, alcohol, heroin, crack cocaine, it doesn't matter. The addiction part is exactly the same. It doesn't differentiate from one person to the next. Addiction is just what it is. There's a little switch inside of us that turns on, and some people don't even know they're addicted, right? They'll, they'll, they'll be drinking their coffee or whatever, and one day they may not get to have that coffee, and it's like they're going crazy for that coffee. Well, that's addiction, and that's okay. I mean, like I said, it's going to be the same across the board. Mm. But every time I get into a stressful situation or uh, I, I get a project done, my brain goes, ooh, it's time to relax. And, of course, I always turn uh, to marijuana. I don't, I don't drink, obviously. I'm coming up on five years in September so I'm getting excited about that because that is a huge milestone for me. Um, but it's weird. It's weird how you can get further and further away from the thing that you're addicted to and you're still kind of being called back to it in some sense by your brain because it's just something that's in, been embedded in your brain for so long that it's like the easy thing for it to do. And I now have a nephew who's a teenager who didn't listen to his parents, and he decided to get into vaping. And, um, you know, his friends had it, you know, at that age, you know, when you were a young teenager, early teens, you wanted to fit in. You wanted to be part of the group. And sometimes being part of the group means you got to do what the group is doing. And uh, this group that he was trying to get entangled with, whatever, um, they were into vaping. They were into cartridges and uh, vaping the THC, uh, stuff like that. So he got involved in it. And all of a sudden, um, he gets caught. Um, they take it away. He says he's not going to do it. All that shit that we used to do when we were kids. And this is the thing. You don't think we know. I don't know why we, like when I was a kid, I didn't think my parents knew. My parents knew. They're not stupid. They already, the reason that they know is because they already did this shit when they were kids. It's the same repetitive situation from generation to generation, it's no different, except the times are different. The penalty is different. The amount of ways to get caught are different now. You know, he's he's using his phone. He's communicating. His parents see his phone. 
guys, girls, everybody out there, all right? You're, you're, the younger generation, you need to know that your parents know. They're watching your phones. They're watching your computers. They are completely involved in everything that you're doing, especially since you've been homeschooled and half of you, it looks like, are not going back to school, just like half of the world's not going back to work. They know. They're watching. So he he says he's not going to do it again, and then he gets caught text messaging, and then he gets his phone taken away again for like the umpteenth time, and now he's only allowed to text family, which is fine. I don't mind talking to him. I have no problem with that, but dude, you haven't figured out that your parents have complete access to your phone come on i don't understand why the why we always do this why do we as children as teenagers try to pull one over our parents why do we do it we can't do it i couldn't pull one over my parents i mean sure i got away with some shit but my parents always found out i always got grounded for it i always got uh, in trouble. The problem is, is that now he's looking for a way to get away from the addiction. And I basically told him, you can't, there's no way to get away from the addiction. And that goes for all of you out there. If you want to experiment, know that there is a possibility that you could become addicted and nicotine is highly addictive in general. Highly addictive. It is so addictive. I still can't get off of nicotine. I have gotten away from alcohol. I have stayed away from hard drugs. And all of those are way easier to do than to get away from nicotine. I mean, I used to smoke cigarettes. For 22, 27 years of my life, I smoked cigarettes. I've been vaping for eight years, and now I'm just starting to get into nicotine pouches so that I can get away from the vaping and not and, and not have uh, the, the, the breathing part of shit. You know what I mean? I don't want to breathe anything into my body anymore. I want to 86 that out of my life. And you know what? It's super hard, right? I started smoking when I was nine years old. Fucking stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. You know what I tell everybody? If you've never tried cigarettes, you've never tried nicotine, you've never tried vaping, don't. Don't do it. It's stupid. Don't get involved in something that there is absolutely no way today to help you get away from it because everything is for 21 plus people. So there is nothing I can do for my nephew. I can't give him nicotine pouches. I can't even suggest it to his parents because he's not 21. He can't have that shit. He gets caught in school with nicotine pouches. He's getting suspended. So... My advice to all of you out there that are 25 and young, 21 and younger, stay 
away from this shit. I know you want to experiment. I know you want to try and figure it out. And I know that the um, uh, uh, that the United States of America fucking sucks at helping people stay away from shit. Instead, they make everything illegal and they put age brackets on shit and that makes it more... Uh, I don't know if it's inviting I'm looking for, but like when I was, when I was a teenager, I wanted to be 18 immediately so I could smoke cigarettes. That's what it does. It makes us want to do it because you say we can't. So I'm not saying that we need to be in a society where we just let anybody do anything at any age. But, I mean, look at the rest of the world that introduces drinking at an earlier age. They have less DUIs. They have less of everything. So I'm just thinking that maybe we need to change a few things to try and make it not this this thing we want. We have to have it because you said we can't. Um, I don't know how to do that. I don't even know what the word is I'm looking for, which is actually very frustrating to me right now. But I just, my, I feel for him because I want to help him. I want to help him, but God damn it, you shouldn't have gotten involved in it in the first place, especially nicotine. It's the most addictive thing out there. There, it's, it's so addictive. So, so you've got nicotine, which is highly addictive. And if you get into like benzos and alcohol, coming off of those can actually kill you. And I think I've mentioned this once or twice on the podcast, but I think it's very important for the younger generation to understand this shit isn't cool. It's not the way to be. It's not. It's it's not. It's it's garbage. It gets in the way. It interrupts our lives. It makes you do stupid fucking shit. And it's not worth it. And I I know this is like, oh, I don't want to fucking hear this message. This is just a fucking old dude telling me how to live my life. I get it. I get it. I was the same way. Looking at 40-year-olds like they were freaking ancient. I get it. But I'm not ancient. And I'm telling you, all of you, just stay away from it. Nicotine is a horrible, horrible addiction. It's really hard to get it out of your life. And if you're too young to be doing it, it's really hard to go cold turkey and then figure out what you're supposed to do to try and stay away from it because there's no tools for any of you to use because you're not 21 yet. So I really feel for him. I'm trying to help him out the best I can. I've given him a little bit of advice, you know, do other things. If you start having those uh, temptations, try to get your brain on something else, Uh, you know, get focused on something, Uh, play a video game. I, I, I guess at his age, that would be a good idea. I mean, hell, at anybody's age right now, if you're a good gamer, you get your ass on Twitch and start making some money. You know, that's what I say. 
When I was a kid, video games were stupid. You weren't supposed to be playing them. They were nothing but a waste of time. Today, that's it's not the same case. They're actually there's. It's a great way to make money if you're really good at it. I mean, if you can get enough people to watch you play, you can put those up on YouTube. You can get, you know, maybe a thousand subscribers, four thousand hours of viewing time, and then you're going to be monetized and you're going to be making money off of YouTube too. So I, I can't say that video games are stupid today. I can say for anybody in their 40s like myself, it would be pretty stupid to get into video games today. But I do want to mention that if you're going to go and play video games and you're going to try and get your mind off of this addiction and stuff like that, make sure you're still getting outside, getting enough vitamin D and staying healthy too. You don't want to wither away to nothing. But you got to figure out a different way to stay off of the nicotine and the THC, yeah, too young to be doing this shit. There's age limits on it for a reason, and one of the major reasons is, is we don't want you to get addicted to something. We just don't. As 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 uh, uncles and aunts and, or parents, we just want what's best for you, and we're only telling you what's best for you. Because we know what's best for you. What's best for you is to be a healthy kid, be a healthy teenager, and allow your brain to fully form, which doesn't happen until you're 25, and then do whatever the fuck you want. Because then you're an adult, you're fully functioning, you're good to go, and you can't change anything that happens after that so therefore at that point in time now you can make an educated decision on whether or not to do those things but i will tell you right now do not do it it's not worth it these addictions are they're they're like a it's a handicap it sucks I hate being addicted to alcohol. I hate being addicted to nicotine. I wish that my life, I, I could have made a better decision. I really do. I wish I had made a better decision and stayed away from the shit that my parents told me to stay away from. So as much as I want to help him, I, I can't. There's nothing I can do for him to help him. He's got to try and get through this himself. You know, I'll probably see him soon. But it just sucks. That at, at, at that age, um, you know, being an early teenager to have an addiction to nicotine is not any fun. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is located at 180 Lafayette Road, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings, where we are open seven, seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m. Give us a call, 603-814-4171, and you can always shop inside of our store. What? Look at these devices. I keep talking about them. These are the top-of-the-line devices that I have right now, the IPX80 and, of course, the RPM2. This one's got a beautiful colored screen. I love them. 80 watts adjustable, RPM2, dual airflow, can't beat it. Disposables. Got Escobars. These things are amazing. Mesh coil, great flavors, always consistent, and you are always surprised at how long it takes to finish one. Um, we've got all those in stock. This is new. 
New, new, new. All right, look. You want it Delta 8? We got it. This is Moon Men. Yeah, Delta 8. You want Delta 8? We got it. That's right. I have disposables. I have cartridges. And if you need a battery for your cartridges, this E-Leaf iStick is awesome. It's got an adjustable screen. All adjustable. See? Digital display. It's adjustable. And it's a great battery. No doesn't run off of magnets. You screw your cartridge into it, and you just fire it. It's amazing. It works great with Delta 8. It's just a phenomenal 510 cartridge battery. There's many more to choose from than just that one. So come in, get your Delta 8, get your CBD, or get your cartridge batteries with us today. Um, also, brand new. I have been talking about nicotine pouches, right? Bam. This is the company we are carrying. Now, most companies out there, Rogue, Zinn, and there's somebody else, they're dry packets. These are dampened packets. So as soon as you put them into your mouth, they're already moist. You're already getting nicotine. They are amazing. They smell great. See, you can see how they... uh. They're already a little damp. That's the way they should be. Because when you put it in your mouth, your saliva automatically activates everything going on. But but, but what do I do if I go somewhere and I can't spit the packet out? Check this out. What? Right on the top of the can. You can't spit out your nicotine pouch? Now you can. With Nin nicotine pouches. All in stock today, six bucks a can, can't beat it, gotta get it. And you can only get this stuff at New Hampshire Vape Gallery, located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Ring, where we are open seven days a week from 10.30 to 8 p.m. Feel free to give us a call, 603-814-4171. And as always, I look forward to seeing you there. Slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. Not sure how to spell it. It's right here at the bottom of the screen. You can also find it in the description area on this episode's description. (laughs) Uh, All right, so here's what's going to happen. I have just received a bunch of stuff from these guys. It's amazing, and I want to show it all off to you. I got the board shorts. Huh? Look at these things. They are so comfortable. They're so nice. And I can't wait to use them for swimming or whatever I'm going to use them for. See the shirt? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. The, the, the quality of these shirts is just amazing. Bam. Another shirt. I mean, all of these shirts are just amazing. The quality's great. The prints are great. And I just absolutely have to thank these guys. So many wonderful, high-quality items for you at slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. You got to go to the website. 
to get this stuff. I'm telling you, I'm wearing them. They're amazing. They feel great. The quality print, the everything about all of their products is just amazing. And uh, you can only get it here at slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. Again, slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. It's right here at the bottom of the screen. Go there. Get your high-quality clothing today. Naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. You want organic products that you're going to love? You're going to get them right here. They got five different products to choose from. Whether you're trying to melt the stress away with the body and foot soak, or you want to keep your hands clean, because of the flu and COVID, or if you want to keep your lips moist. Maybe you got dry skin. Maybe your beard needs some helping. All of these situations can be taken care of here at naturalbossnh.com. It's made locally. It's small business, and they're amazing products. So buy one or all five of these products today at naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. And now, back to talking with Topher. I'm just super excited for tomorrow uh, when they come and cut these trees down. Woo-hoo! Yeah! Trees getting cut down tomorrow! Yes! Fuck you, trees. That's what I gotta say. And now, it's time for some current events and I'll let you know right off the bat, there is no good news right now. None. God, it makes me so angry. My heart goes out to everybody who is going to be getting evicted, who is going to be um, losing their houses. I mean, this is awful. And, and I've been saying it for quite some time now. The tidal wave is not going to hit us just yet. This is just a, a, a little bit bigger of a wave coming in right now because now the eviction ban is being lifted and there are programs for people to get assistance on um, their rent, uh, to get on programs, to do things. I do not know what anybody's position is except for mine but I will say that there are jobs out there there's lots of ways to make money I'm hoping that a lot of people out there got online started making money uh, online or started doing what I was doing and maybe your podcast is a thousand times better than mine and maybe you're making some money and maybe that's why you're not going back to work I really want to look at this as a half glass uh, glass half full instead of glass half, half empty type of person. Um, but I mean, you really need to get, uh, you need to get out there. You need to get to work. You need to keep your roof over your head. And, um, there's assistant programs, um, so that you can get some help if you're still having trouble getting back to work. Uh, maybe the new Delta variant has scared you back into your house um, I will tell you right now, it has not done that for me. Um, but so this is, uh, the, uh, this is what's going on right now. So let's check it out.
Well, Monica, the New Hampshire Emergency Rental Assistance Program is dispersing federal relief money to people impacted by the pandemic, most of that money going directly to landlords. No last-minute save by Congress. The federal eviction moratorium is about to expire. There's clearly going to be an uptick in evictions, certainly a major uptick in the number that are filed. But um, just because the eviction is filed, that doesn't mean that the, it's going to end in the person actually being put out of their home. The New Hampshire Emergency Rental Assistance Program is dispersing federal relief funds to people behind on rent and bills due to the pandemic. Since its start in March, the program already gave out $30 million, most of that directly to landlords. And there's almost $150 million still available. There's also some time limits on expenditure. So uh, we're looking for people who are eligible to apply for this program. The state's five regional community action partnership agencies are accepting applications. Three to 400 a week are coming in now. And they may be eligible to receive uh, payment of up to a total of 15 months of rent, including uh, back rent, things that are past due, and prospective rent, things that may be due in the future. If the attendant is also having difficulty paying their utility costs, they may be eligible for uh, those costs uh, to be paid as well. This program continues after the expiration of the moratorium. Resources on our website, WMUR.com. You can also watch Close Up Sunday at 10 a.m. for a deeper discussion on this issue and learn more about how to get some help. So, I I don't know. I, I this this all sucks. All the news sucks today. It's just it's almost heartbreaking. I I do not know uh, like I said anybody else's position, but there are lots of programs out there. There's lots of I don't even think that's enough money. I I really don't. I don't even know. That sounds like a ton of money to me, but it doesn't sound like enough to help everybody um get back on their feet. You know what I'm saying? Like what is it right now? The uh, they're they're doing the um, God damn it. Um, there's a new like an infrastructure, and there's supposed to be more stimulus checks and all this stuff, and they've been revising it and sending it back. And I guess by the end of this week, they're finally coming to an agreement. Uh, even if they do give us uh, say three thousand dollars each. Right, because we, I, I've read that it's supposed to be like thirty-two hundred um, stimulus check, blah 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 blah, whatever. Um, they keep lowering um, the amount of money that you can make in your house. I think the last one was one hundred and fifty. I think the next one's going to be a hundred thousand. If you make less than a hundred thousand, you'll get the next stimulus check from this other one that they're going to hopefully finalize this week. It's just not enough, guys. It's not enough. It'll never be enough. You fucked us. Your lockdowns, your fear porn, your way of dealing with all of this has put all of these people in this position. This is the government's fault at the end of the day. It's bullshit. I feel for everybody out there. And I just hope that whatever programs are out there for you to use to try and get back on your feet and not lose your house, I hope they help. 
because I will tell you right now, everything going on, I, I don't think they're trying to help us anymore. I, I believe that they are making it like you have to put your application in yesterday. You know what I mean? So if you have to put your application in yesterday, you've already missed a due date. So now you're putting in an application where there's already four or 500 people in front of you. How long is it before you actually get approved? You know, it just sucks. It sucks, and I don't think our government has done us any good. Um, they've done nothing but cause issues and close businesses and make everything as difficult as possible to survive in this uh, uh, society, this economic uh, maybe society, and what are we supposed to do? Like, what is everybody supposed to do at the end of the day? Are you going to be able to pick yourself up, or is the government going to make it even more difficult and make us more reliant on them? That's not what they're there for. They are there to, I don't know, protect us, keep us safe. We're not supposed to become reliant on the government to bail us out of anything. So, but by taking jobs away, by doing all these, by giving these incentives to stay home and not, not work and pay money and benefits on top of the unemployment, they just keep making it easier for everybody to depend on them and then when they pull the carpet out from underneath your feet, you're left with nothing. And they're not going to help you. Now you don't have a house, you don't have a car, you don't have a job, and you're fucked. So I don't know what's going on. I don't think the government's going to help at all. But, man, it just it's a bummer. It is a bummer. So... Next subject, Senator Lindsey Graham tests positive for COVID, says he's experiencing mild symptoms and says he's thankful for getting vaccinated. Well, thanks for that, man. That's great. So you mean to tell me that the vaccination that you've been insisting that we keep getting is doing its job? I am still completely... And absolutely dumbfounded of why we are so so surprised that we're catching COVID even though we're vaccinated, but we're not winding up in the hospital. That's what the fucking vaccine was for. So congratulations. I don't understand this. I don't get what the hell is going on. You told us to get vaccinated because if we got vaccinated, even though we could still catch COVID, we wouldn't go to the hospital. That was the fucking point of the vaccination. And you're now saying, hey, I got vaccinated. I caught COVID and I'm not going to the hospital. It's probably why I feel so good right now. No shit. When was this message missed? Can someone tell me that when or who said when you get the vaccination, you'll never catch COVID? I want to know when that was said because I never heard that and I never thought it. I just was hoping I would stay out of the hospital. 
That's it. So is this really surprising? I don't think it is. But it, may, it irritated the shit out of me, and I wanted to talk about it real quick. I, I, you know, go fuck yourselves. I'm sorry. I can't stand this shit. Oh, congratulations. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. It, it just angers me. And here's another one to get me friggin' fired up. Friggin', uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play the clip. But I do not know what the heck is going on with Trump. He's telling the DOJ that, uh, you know, you just lay the grounds for me um, to get it out there that this was a bad election and false this and recount that and ballots and machines and mailing in votes. Why are we still talking about this? Why? You're not president. Sleepy Joe is, which I'm still not that impressed about either because it seems like he might die and Camilla might take over, which is not what I wanted. But what the hell are we doing? Why is this even making news? Why am I talking about it? Well, it's because it's irritating. It's irritating and I feel like it needs to be pointed out. If you want to run again, come back in 2024. But you know what? I'm kind of curious as to what this $100 million threat to democracy is that Trump is bringing to us. So let's watch the clip. Congresswoman Jackie Spear started out her career in politics, uh, working for a lawmaker. She was on a fact-finding mission to Jonestown. She sadly knows firsthand about the weight of that word, cult. She was able to escape with her life. Others were not able to that day. There's no question that you could compare Jim Jones as a charismatic leader who would bring his congregation together, uh, force them to do things that were illegal, and then took 900 of them into the jungles of Guyana, where over the course of time, he then convinced them what does this that have to do they with should Trump? die. I've never been able to say they committed suicide because I don't think they were in control of their faculties, to be quite honest with you. So you look at Donald Trump, charismatic leader, who was able to uh, continue to uh, talk in terms that appealed to those who are disaffected, disillusioned, um, and who were looking for something, much like those who became part of Jim Jones's congregation, the People's Temple. Um, they were lost souls. And the only difference between Jim Jones and Donald Trump is the fact that we now have social media. So all these people can mm. find themselves in ways that they couldn't find themselves before. So he basically was a merchant of deceit, both of them merchants of deceit, uh, both of them um, making people not look at facts, not think independently, and sowed a, a story for them that was indeed uh, destructive. Um, so I guess I was wrong. I guess she was talking about uh, how Donald Trump is uh, just like this cult leader. And uh, let's see, the defeated and disgraced ex-president's huge war Chest nearly all amassed within six months of leaving office 
was built on his ravenous calls for cash from supporters bought into his delusion lie in 2020 election was stolen. Okay, so I'm wrong. And I'm 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 usually wrong. I didn't read into this. I just saw the headline and I'm like, "Are you serious? What is this guy doing? Just if you want to if you want to go for president in 2024, freaking do it. Just do it." But 2020's over. We're in 2021. And there's no way in hell you're getting Biden out and getting back into office office in August. So it's just insane to me. I don't know what the hundred million dollar is. Um, it says he has a hundred million dollar weapon. Let's click on it. Um, political organization builds war chest topping a hundred million. Okay, so he's been gathering money. Uh, Donald Trump's politician organization entered July with nearly a hundred and two million in cash. Uh, reserves and unappreciated war chest at this stage is an election cycle former president according to new figures trump trump's fundraising hall speaks to his continued ability to raise money for small daily donations online as trump's baseless claim baseless claims that election fraud led to his loss of the year trump's team said 3.2 million contributions flowed into the former president's political committees during the first six months of the year. In a statement, Trump once again complained of stolen election, blah, blah, blah. Trump's fundraising apprentice includes two politician acts, action committees, Save America Leadership PAC, PAC, and the Make America Again PAC, along with the separate joint fundraising committee. Most of Trump's cash reserves, blah, 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 and announcing Trump spokesman Jason Miller on Sunday said transfers were included because the amounted all new revenues save America this period. So this guy is just going to keep doing this over and over and over again. It's so annoying. And yet here I am talking about it because I find it annoying. I feel like I needed to, I needed this today. I, I don't, I, I got a whole bunch of stuff that just makes me want to yell and scream and ah, I just, I guess I needed this today. So I don't know what's going on. This guy needs to give up, but I say, if you want to run again in 2024, dude, just do it. All right. Just fucking do it. Um, this was interesting to me. Now, I, this sucks, right? I mean, Kathy Griffin, um, is out of surgery. She's resting well. Um, she had lung cancer and she had to have uh, surgery. Um, there's no update on the surgery, but she was diagnosed with lung cancer, would undergo, um, to have half of her left lung removed holy shit i mean when this happens to anybody it's it's not it sucks right it just sucks um she's 60 years old um she's never been a smoker uh the doctors were very optimistic about her outcome nothing that cancer in stage one and contained to her left lung hopefully no chemo no radiation she should have a normal function with her breathing. So they got it in time. Um, but this happens to every all of us. I believe 
that cancer is a cell inside of our body that eventually just wakes up. And it doesn't matter if you're, um, unfortunately, like a newborn, all the way up until you make 90 or 100 years of age. Like, I think it's just in us. And then all of a sudden, something just activates, and that shit goes wild. And then we're, we're trying to figure out how to get it out of our body. But I think it's already there. It's not something that we introduce into our system, although... The things that we introduce into our systems could make the cancer actually become active. You see what I'm saying? So it just sucks. Uh, I, I'm not a huge Kathy Griffin fan, but I was like, really? That's It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate to have to go through a major surgery like that. It's unfortunate to lose half a lung. And um, this is why, even as a healthy person... We have to be aware of what we're introducing into our body because you can get it at any time. It, cancer doesn't care who you are, how cool you are, how famous you are. It just doesn't care. It, it, if it's going to come in and cause uh, a ruckus, it's just going to come in and cause a ruckus. And hopefully you can just get as far ahead of it as possible before it overcomes and then diminishes our life. Um, but I saw this and I was like, oh man, that's too bad. I, I hope she does well. And I hope she, um, you know, ma uh, makes a good recovery and, uh, that's it. That's all I got on Kathy Griffin getting lung cancer. Um, let's see. And then my last one, Simone Biles is coming back to compete in the beam final. All right. I'm going to play this video because there has been a lot of stuff going on. Um, with her, um, and I kind of want to get into Miles it. is set to make her competitive return in the Olympic beam final on Tuesday here in Tokyo. USAG announced her return in a tweet on Monday, and just moments later she was seen cheering on her teammate Jade Carey in the floor final. This will be the only individual event for Simone during these Olympic Games, as she withdrew from the all-around competition and the three other event finals after experiencing the twisties. Simone is a three-time world champion on beam and the 2016 bronze medalist on the event. So now she'll look to close her Olympic experience on her own. So I don't know if you know what the twisties are, but the twisties are when they're flipping around on the mats and they do the spins and they don't know where they're landing. Or you can get the twisties and be in the middle of something and then you land on your face. So it's super dangerous to get those. I, I'm not sure if that's a technical term for it, but it seems to be. Um, but it's a dangerous thing to have happen to the athletes. It puts them in danger. Um, so you, you can't compete when that is happening. Now, everybody's been like, oh, she let her team down, and how dare she uh, get on the team and then choose not to participate Somebody else that she took that place from could have been there and could have been involved in the, uh, the, the, the Olympics, and she took a spot away from somebody, and now she's hindering the team. Okay, that can be true, but let's take a look at what has been going on. She is on Ritalin. Now, Ritalin is for... 
like depression and uh, what was I taking Ritalin for? ADHD, um, ADD, right? For all that crap. They put you on Ritalin. It's supposed to help that. Now, if you take Ritalin and it makes you speedy, that means you don't need it. So if anybody out there is taking this Ritalin that was prescribed to a doctor and it's making you super speedy, they need to, you need to go back and talk to them and get that figured out. If you take Ritalin and you need it, it actually calms you down and keeps you focused and allows you to get stuff done, which is where Adderall came from, right? Because Adderall is the, like the new Ritalin. Ritalin is when I was a kid. I was getting Ritalin. Now I think it's Adderall that most of uh, ADD and ADHD, which I do believe is the exact same, um, that's what the younger generation gets now. Now, I don't think that's good either. That's basically a meth. That's an amphetamine. So you're, you're, you're taking meth. Most people that get taken off of Adderall who can't get back, you know what I mean? They go to meth. That's not good. That is not good at all. So I don't, I don't want to ever take Adderall. I haven't taken Ritalin in long freaking time. I don't even know how many years. But... She's on Ritalin, right? She's participating in all these things, doing the Olympics, doing this. She's winning, 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 winning. None of those countries had a problem with Ritalin. Now she goes to Tokyo, and Ritalin is illegal in Tokyo. So now you take away her Ritalin. You say, oh, nope, you want to compete? You can't be on Ritalin. Well, guess what? It took me two years to get off of Wellbutrin and all the rest of my drugs that I was on to keep my mental health in check. And she gets to Tokyo and she's like, and she's told she can't take her Ritalin. So she had to stop taking her Ritalin a week before the competition. People, I'm going to tell you this right now. You cannot just stop taking your medications. There's not one person that wouldn't get completely fucked up by stopping their SSRIs, their, 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 whatever. It doesn't matter. You stop taking that medication, it could fucking screw you up really, really, really bad. That's why whenever you're thinking about getting off of your medications, you're supposed to talk to your doctor and they're supposed to go over a way for you to walk off of those medications. You can't just stop taking them. So for her to have a mental breakdown is not that surprising to me. If I had just stopped taking my 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 Wellbutrin, I don't I don't know what would have happened. I don't need, I'm so glad I didn't find out. Yeah, sure it was a long road to get off of it. Just like it was a long road to get on it. I would have been mentally unstable from just stopping. So I, at first, was like, oh, I can't believe she's doing this to the team. What the hell? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm not even that into gymnastics, but it was a conversation. And then all of a sudden, you find out that she she was basically told she can no longer take her medication that helps with her mental, um, with her mental, uh, stress. Her mental wellness. And, and it, it blew my mind. I was like, oh, wait a minute. This changes everything. I had no idea she was on Ritalin. I had no idea that she had to stop taking it immediately. 
And then a week later, she had to start doing the Olympics. You can't do that to people. Now, my argument is, why the fuck is it illegal in Tokyo? She's an American. It doesn't do anything to allow her to continue taking her medication to to participate in the Olympics. It's just a Tokyo thing. Well, fuck you, Tokyo. This is stupid. So now she's pulled out of a whole bunch of shit that you just heard because she can't mentally fucking do it because her brain is all over the place because she doesn't have her medication that allows her to think properly. And we're all going to sit here and bash her for this? Well, I say no. I don't bash her. I feel for her. That's wrong. It's wrong for them to do this. And yeah, okay, I get it. We're in a different country and these are their rules and laws. Well, guess what? They should have a thing that says, okay, well, we say it's illegal to use, but how many other competitors, 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 how many other competitors were on Ritalin 2? That had to get off of it. And maybe their games, maybe they didn't do what she did and take mental health into it and have to make a big deal and make this thing out of it. And I get that it's it, it's something that's never happened before. But guess what? There are so many people on uh, drugs for their mental health today that, yeah, this has never happened before because we never talked about mental health. Right? What the fuck? So I'm like, okay. So, why can't they have a thing that says, oh, okay, well, everybody's coming from a different country and it's illegal in Tokyo, but it's not illegal for the, what, two weeks, three weeks that the Olympics go on? I mean, come on. Or Tokyo should have sent a fucking email to all of these competitors and been like, hey, guys, by the way, these are the other drugs that Tokyo deems illegal. And then maybe she could have talked to her doctor, gotten her script changed to something that doesn't help as well because maybe Ritalin was the one that really worked for her. And then they could have gotten her on something that would have been okay to use at, in Tokyo. And it would have been okay for her because it was only for a couple weeks. Maybe you should have sent out that email months and months in advance so that people could have been ready for this. Now, I'm not saying that they did or didn't, but it, does, it seems like they didn't. And then, then when they got there, they were just like, oh, by the way, these are illegal too. So I think that what she did was not brave. It was not honorable. It was not any of those things. I'm not giving her a fucking medal for having mental issues. But I am saying you take away a person's medication and expect them to perform the way they were performing with that medication, it's not going to happen. And no, that doesn't make it a drug that uh, like a performance enhancing drug, it's, it's mental health. 
It's mental health. That's it. And if your mental health is not there, then your performance dies. And it's just the way it is. But don't construe what I say. Ritalin, Wellbutrin, all of the drugs for mental illness are not performance-enhancing drugs and should not be deemed illegal anywhere. They should just have said something earlier, I think. So I really feel for her. I'm glad she's getting back into it. You know, she's only doing the beam, which has got to take a lot of mental focus in order to do the beam. I My balance is shit. I have no balance. You put me on a beam, I'm probably going to fall. But... I think that this one is going to be interesting because I feel like it's going to be really difficult to balance and balance the mental, uh, uh, your mental wellness as well. So I don't know. I just think the way this was done was completely and absolutely wrong. And if Tokyo didn't send out a message earlier than like two or three months for people to prepare for this and then and, and you just show up and they're like nope you can't compete now because these are these are illegal and uh, you can't compete using them well if you did that when they showed up then that's on you Tokyo that sucks and that really screwed her over so I feel for her. I hope that she does well I hope that when she gets back she can figure this out and maybe we just shouldn't do the Olympics in Tokyo anymore you know Maybe we should go to Taiwan. Yeah, I said it. That's the podcast today. So I thank you all for joining me. As always, remember to subscribe, hit those like buttons, share, rate, review, comment, check out my sponsors. Um, And now my goal is 1,000 subscribers, 4,000 hours viewed. That's the new goal. So you can follow me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook. All the links are in the uh, description at the bottom of the screen. All the handles, I should say, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. And if you want to get more involved in the podcast or have an opportunity to get uh, picked as a winner for uh, the slowdown uh, clothing, let me know by sending an email to T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That's talking with Topher at gmail.com. If you want an opportunity to win the slowdown clothing prize, you have to send a story to the email. T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. All right. Your story makes it onto the podcast. You're the winner. I'll send you the products. Sizes are limited. So I'm really excited about this. I'm hoping it helps get all of you involved with the podcast a little bit more. Um, And uh, you can send that email over to T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. So I just hope everybody has a great Thursday. Enjoy your weekend. And as always, I will talk to you later.